0: Hey friend, thank you so much for joining me once again today on the broadcast. Greatly appreciate your listenership. I'm looking forward to what we're going to talk about today. You know, at the close of, I think, just about every church service at my home church, I I have the great joy of attending the First Baptist Church of Dwight in Dwight, Illinois. And at the close of just about every church service, we sing a song together. We sing a song called, Let's Talk About Jesus. Now, some of you, if you think back to your childhood, your Sunday school days, those junior church days, maybe you recall that song. Well, on the broadcast today, I'm not going to bother you with my rendition, with me singing that song, but I am going to encourage you. Let's talk about Jesus. You see, we're going to jump into a little bit more, into the why of the thought that we've been trying to convey Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and now we find ourselves on Thursday of this week, and here's the what. Here's the what that we're trying to aim ourselves towards. For me personally, and you as well, as we approach the end of a year, start a new year, let's get off the hamster wheel what am I talking about? I'm tired, friend, of the same old, same old. It bothers me when I get content, when I get satisfied, when everything seems to be hunky dory just because we've always done it that way. You know what I'm talking about? You go to church with the same spirit. You read your Bible with the same attitude. You interact with your fellow Christians, but, but nothing's changed. Now, if we're honest with ourselves, we could all admit, Christians alike, that none of us are perfect, and so we should always be striving for more. I hope that you don't attend church the same way this coming Sunday as you did Last Sunday. We should have a greater desire to meet with God. We should sing those songs with a little bit more gusto. We should give even more cheerfully in that offering plate. We should be and do more. Let's get off the hamster wheel. That's the what today. We read from 1 Samuel chapter number 3, verse 1, how the nation of Israel was in a little bit of a rut, a little bit of a monotonous relationship with God. The Bible says the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. The theocracy that Israel was, God was their center and leader of government at this time. And without God speaking to them, They were a little bit rudderless. They were a little bit without direction. So we, just like the nation of Israel, today, we're going to talk about why. Why should we get off the hamster wheel? Well, number one today, because we need to look up at our commander. Isaiah 45, verse 22 says, look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. We get to serve. I want you to wrap your minds around this. We get to serve the greatest master and the greatest commander possible. I shouldn't need to tell you how great he is. Churchill, Patton, Lincoln, Washington, Napoleon, Alexander, they are nothing compared to our leader. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. But there's something about that name. Frank, can I tell you the commander that we get to serve? Look at Isaiah forty-five twenty-two. Do you know anyone else that can say, look unto me and be saved? There's no one, not a politician, a policeman, a father, a mother, a soldier, a king, a saint, a sinner. No one can claim the throne of eternity and the power to save a soul. Is our commander and his care for us, is it monotonous? Is it boring to you? Why should we get off the hamster wheel? Do you ever think about the fact that maybe... We should take the time to visit with him in the morning and get our marching orders for the day. We're answering the question, why get off the hamster wheel? Well, we've talked about our conversion, the condemnation that we were under, the commission that we've been given by that commander. We've talked about the combat, the combat zone that we live in called this world, and we've just discussed our commander. Well, think about this. If the God of the whole universe is our commander, what do you think our pay plan is like? Well, friend, we don't have a cut rate compensation. There's another song that says this. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold, but in that city where the ransomed will shine. I want a gold one that's silver-lined. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop, in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And some day yonder, we will never more wander, but walk on streets that are purest gold. You know, it's a little foolish that we can get so blasé about literal streets of gold, isn't it? Heaven will be so far beyond our human understanding and imagination that the road surfaces, once we actually get there, will be the least of our worries. What an amazing future experience and reward that we so often take for granted. Why are we living on the hamster wheel of life, always moving, always tired, but never going anywhere? I can tell you this. You may not be happy with the salary at your earthly job, but the rewards for working for the King of kings and the Lord of lords make each battle fought for him worth it, both here and in the hereafter. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God? Believe also in me. This is Jesus talking, of course. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Are you finding yourself bored with our combat, with the warfare that we are in with the devil? Do you feel underwhelmed by our commander and his greatness? Is your appreciation for our compensation package less than it should be? I told you on Monday that I was going to give you the what, the why, and the how. The what is this. We need to get off the hamster wheel. That's my charge to you. That's my exhortation to you this week. Get off the hamster wheel. And I've given you, in six points, the why. Remember? Remember? Our conversion, the fact that we're saved, our condemnation, the fact that we're saved from hell. How about our commission? That's a pretty big why. That's a pretty big thought for us. We should get off the hamster wheel because we've been given a great commission. Our combat, our commander, and our compensation. That's the why. The what? Get off the hamster wheel. I've just given you the why. But lastly... Through the end of today and tomorrow, we're going to look at the how. You may be thinking out there, sitting right now, listening to this broadcast, being honest with yourself. You know, Micah, I have been a little bit blasé, a little bit ho-hum, a little bit bored with life. I've been a little bit monotonous. I've allowed myself to just exist. I'm not thriving. I'm just surviving. How can we overcome that? How can we get off the hamster wheel? Well, to do that, we need to go back to First Samuel chapter number one. First Samuel chapter number one. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to identify with and to put yourself in the position of a lady named Hannah, Look, if you would, at First Samuel chapter 1. We're going to set the stage, and we're going to really kick it off tomorrow. But let's set the stage. Let's give some context here into how we can get off the hamster wheel. You ready? Chapter 1 of First Samuel says this, Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim Zophim, of Mount Ephraim. And his name was Elkanah, the son of Jehoram, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph, and Ephrathite. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Peninnah his wife and to all her sons and daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. She couldn't have children, is what the Bible is saying here. Verse 6, and her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. It seems that there's some strife in the home there. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept, and did not eat. Verse number eight, then said Elkanah, her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than 10 sons? Now that's a difficult question to answer, isn't it? Don't you love me enough that you don't need children for our marriage to be happy and all those things? Well, can I tell you, there is something to be said for contentment. Of course, godliness with contentment is great gain. We know that. But I want to be very careful here to explain that there are times, biblical times, right times, righteous times, when there's a God-given desire for more. Maybe right now you're stuck on the hamster wheel. Maybe you're in a position where you're tired of the same old, same old, It's got monotonous, and maybe you're looking for just a little bit more from God. Not that God is not enough. It's just you don't feel like you're getting all of him that you want right now. You feel like those children of Israel. Maybe you feel like Hannah. Maybe there's something outside your grasp, and it's something that only God can give you. Well, tomorrow on the broadcast, we're going to sum all this up. We've talked about the what, the why, and now we're going to delve into the how. I'm going to ask you, join us tomorrow on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Have a great day for His glory. To you and yours, God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated.